Yes, I'm going to America. I'm going to have to learn to speak with a flawless American accent so as not to arouse suspicion. To find me the greatest accent coach in the world. My toilet is pillow and the tomatoes. My toilet is full of sweet tomatoes. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome near, welcome far, welcome to the number one sports podcast in the world. Burr. The somebody said podcast. Burr. Fellas, we're back at it for another week. Back at it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Gunner, man. Rapping for his life. Oh, <laughs> that boy wanna. We're making slaps <laughs> and snitching. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, how we feeling? How we feeling this week? Sensational Negative You got your chilled wine I do have my chilled Merlot This is a, this is a 2020 Chloe Ooh Shout out to Chloe Not mm-hmm. that Chloe Come on now That Chloe <laughs> Breeze how you feeling Hey I'm alright man I like the shirt man You got the Black man in hockey shirt Black man in hockey I like it Yes Presented sir by the Somebody said podcast The one and only This is the This is the only one right? It's the only one But if you want one You can hit us up We'll, we'll get one made for you We definitely need merch Before the end of the year You know I mean, I'm, I'm cool just having A bunch of custom stuff Like nobody else can have like Just a bunch of one and ones Yeah I'm, I'm very okay with that Yeah I'm cool with that too But we do need merch Yeah For sure, special sure. guests Sure sure you're not down with merch for, for special guests? Maybe, maybe. Send them out. All right, we'll see. Somebody said podcast is sponsored by the Red Lady Rum Punch, where there's no cans. But <laughs> 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 it still tastes good. Yeah. Summertime's here. Yeah. Definitely cans for the summer. Summer breeze makes, makes me feel fine. Blowing through the jasmine in my mind. Very my nice. voice ain't right right now. Me neither. Need some more tea. <clears throat> yeah. We're also sponsored by Window to Wall Solution, where they build a dream home for a reality price. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we, we, need, we need a high song and a low song. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We'll come up with something. Boom, boom, boom. Mm. That price is right. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on the socials at Somebody Said Podcast on Twitter and Somebody Said Pod on Instagram. I think I got that totally backwards. Yeah, but either way, follow us. Follow us. Yeah. Also, oh, oh, YouTube. Make sure they. Somebody Says Sports on yeah. YouTube. Please subscribe, share, yes. like, get yes. the views up. You know, we're up to 15 subscribers, so we're, we're getting closer to 20. Yeah, I mean, okay. why just listen when you can also watch? We should have a little quinceanera then. Back at why not? It. <laughs> it's gonna be one of them shows, man. Also, check out the website. I got uh, my version of the most wanted recruits in 2024 for the Florida State Seminoles. Um, if you have an issue with my five, please give me your five. Or if you like the list, like it, share it, retweet it. You know, no, if they got a problem with it, go make their own list or make your own list. Yeah, and send it in. Yeah, or just read yours at least. 
at least bare <laughs> minimum. Bare glad, minimum. Glad to have you back, dropping heat. Glad to have you back. Pump, where you at? I'm right here on the purple couch, hey, man. Hey, man, it's baseball season. You got to give us some baseball shows. <laughs> give us a, a Shohei article, man. Boom, boom, boom. No. Not happening? No, no. He's really good, and he's wow. not coming to the Cubs. Here's my article. Like Anywho. Andre 3000, he ain't putting nothing out. <laughs> Catch me around St. Pete with my flute, though. Okay. Yeah, check my article out. I... I might drop another one about Mike Norvell soon. I've been feeling inspired, so yeah. go ahead and check that out. Frank also, out. check Breeze's article out as well. He's the lead writer. Is, is that <laughs> a thing? thing? I mean, he made that up. Got the most articles up. Oh, fair enough. That's lead writer status. Sure. Yeah. All right, as we watch LSU smack the Gators. Smack them. Um, go Tigers. We'll roll right into somebody said trivia. Statue of Liberty is a pale shade of what color? A, pink, B, brown, C, green. You've put pink. Isn't that concrete? I was waiting for grey to come Well, you know what's in Have you ever seen it up close? No, I've seen it from You can't tell what colour it is. It's grey. The Statue of Liberty? So, on the grounds that pink's my favourite colour, that's why I chose pink. To go through with six grand, correct answer is... It's green. It's actually green. Pink? Yeah, she went pink. She was looking for gray? Because she thinks it's made of concrete. It's not made out of concrete. It's not. Gray would have been a better answer than pink. But the fact that it yes, wasn't up there. But still wrong. It's not made out of concrete. It's not. Which is fine, but where do you get pink from? It's, it's honestly no one of the most iconic landmarks in the world. Yes. Shout out to her. It's never been pink. Pump. Yeah. Where are the 2024 Summer Olympic Games due to be held? Mm. A, Los Angeles, USA. B, Brisbane, Australia. C, Paris, France. D, Tokyo, Japan. Ooh, I'm going to go wee wee there in Paris. Um... It's not Australia. Um, it's not US either. I feel, didn't we just have it in Tokyo? I don't know. I know we had it in in, uh, in China not that long ago. China. China. Five. Four. Tokyo. Wee oui, wee. Oui. It's Paris. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Of course. Black people. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that racist? Just wee wee. Why? It's a word. Yes. It is? Yes. 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 Saying yes. It's still twice. racist. It's not racist. It's not racist. <laughs> not racist Say at all. Say something else. Breeze. <laughs> there you go. I'll take that. <laughs> what African country was the first to qualify for a World Cup? Oh. That sounds racist. First to qualify for a World Cup? A. Nigeria. I'm, I'm guessing on this. B. Namibia 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 Uh, C Egypt D Ghana Give me Nigeria Give me Namibia Egypt It was Egypt Mm. Shout out to Mo Salah No nothing He's a coach Nope Player One of the best players in English Premier League right now Striker (laughs) 
I was thinking the uh, the 49ers coach. Not the 49ers coach, the uh, Jets, the Jets coach. coach. Robert Sala? And then Robert? Sala, yeah. I was thinking Marsala no. Chicken, honestly. <laughs> Next question, bro. What are we doing? I mean, pump. Yeah. The average NFL game takes over three hours to complete. But how many actual minutes are there on the clock? <laughs> I should know this. I'm pretty a, sure I know this. 45 minutes. B, 50 minutes. C, 55 minutes. D, 60 minutes. Give me 60. F- 50 minutes. It's 60 it is. It's sick, you guessed. No, it's 15 minutes a quarter. I thought you were over there doing them. No, but the clock runs. It can't be actually 60 minutes of gameplay. The clock runs between plays. That's not actual gameplay. You can fact it's, check. Me. It's during, It's the game. The game. The game clock is How running. But the clock, the clock? Like okay, like let's say I catch a ball and I get tackled. The clock continues to run. There's no game. The game's not being played. It is being. The played. clock is still running. The game is being played. If I'm if we're huddled up, calling a the play, game, the game's not being played. I think how how much minutes are on the clock? 60. Well, yeah, it's a sixty minute clock, but the game that's, that's isn't, the question. But between like snap, like when the game, like when you snap the ball, the game's now being played. Yeah. We're lining up. Okay, that's this not a this, that's isn't, not this isn't soccer. It's not no, stoppage no, time. No, no, it's no. sixty minutes. Actual gameplay is not sixty minutes because that's why I'm like I've heard this stat before. Because like when you watch like the condensed games and they show you every play in thirty minutes. No, bro. They don't get right. 60 minutes every, of gameplay. Yeah, don't don't try every, to wiggle your way out of this. It, I mean, listen, how how the, much the, minutes the, is on the clock? Okay, if you would have said how many minutes are on the clock, I would have said 60. It's four 15-minute quarters. We all know that. It says You said how much gameplay. They're not playing for the whole 60 minutes. How many minutes. actual minutes are there on the game clock? Isn't that the same thing as how much minutes then are I, on the then clock? Then I just heard it wrong. I'm a goofball. You're not a goofball, but you got it wrong. Sure. <laughs> Breeze. <laughs> What type of race is the Tour de France? A. Bicycling. <clears throat> Cycling. Cycling it is. Shout out to uh, Armstrong. Lance. He's cheating self. The end. Cheating fool. Is he, is he a cheater? Oh, yeah. He was cheating. You remember that? I mean, cheating hard and heavy. Cheating. Didn't he have one testicle or something Big, like that? Bro, I think what? He, I think it's cheating. He <laughs> have one, one testicle. What? So did I technically Where did that come from? Pump, you technically win. Do you have one more touch? Oh, go ahead. Shuka ducka quack quack. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. Isn't he from St. Pete? I don't know. Or from like the Tampa Bay area, I believe. I don't know. Who is that? Shucky Ducky. Shucky Ducky. I don't know. You were in Jamaica. Quack quack. I think you were in Jamaica. All right, let's take a quick break and let's get Asha in here for a gripe of the week. The Red Lady Rum Punch is Tampa Bay's Rum Punch, a premium blend of rum with island fruit juice and natural flavor. Perfect for any occasion, including just sipping on the beach. To find it near you, visit theredladyrumpunch.com. Shake well and please drink responsibly. The most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big, I feel like pot. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Asha, coming in for another week of Grice. Hi, guys. How y'all doing? What up, what up, what up, what up? We're good. So, I really don't have a gripe. I just have um, a question. 
So me and Unc were in the car talking about um, the transfer rules. So it started with, you know, the high school rules. I guess like you can, like you remember when we were in high school, you had, if you transferred from high school to high school, you had to sit out whatever sport the following season that was coming up. Correct. Yeah. Didn't you also have to like show like your address to like <clears throat> prove that you were like like your like your family moved or something like that? Yeah. So we had yeah. That's that, back when we had yeah. zones and stuff. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that too. So now with high school, they're just able to transfer and play in the sport that you know play the next season of the sport. You know they they play. So for example. It was Gibbs last year who had their star player transfer to Lakewood for his senior year to get more offers. Now is Lakewood doing the opposite? Their star player moved to um, PCC for his junior, for his senior year. So me and Unc was talking about, like me and Unc had totally two different opinions about it, to where we kind of agreed to disagree in the sense because I said if you excuse my, you know, excuse my language, like, if you that nigga, the office gonna find you, like, it ain't, you know, it ain't about going to CCC versus Lakewood, because now if you go to CCC, you know, I'm said that he not, he not gonna play, for, play behind nobody because he's that raw, but I said, you know, he might, you know, you don't know who's on that team, who been fighting for a spot, you don't know who's better than you, and then that's when I was just like, yeah, he might get less targets, then he would have gotten at Lakewood. And so then it brought up the transfer portal thing in college. And FSU kind of on the top and brought the see this transfer portal thing work. And Unc was saying that he thinks there should be stipulations to the transfer portal. Like, like, basically, like, you just can't get, get mad because you're not starting to just go to a school. Or... You know, your parent can't get mad in high school and just pull you from a school and switch you over to a different school because because you're mad as a parent. So my question to you all is, like, do you think it should be stipulations to the transfer portal? As in, like, you know, they should have to stay with a certain school for, like, a certain amount of time until they move. And the same thing with high school, do you think it should be stipulations on that as well? Mm, that's a good one. We. Yeah, heavy. Loaded. Bro. <laughs> no, I, I feel like, I feel like we were got, No, I feel like we were kind of <clears throat> when Charles was here. Um, I don't know if it was the last week or the week before, and I was asking you guys if you guys think the you know the transfer portal is already out of control. And I think like at the same time, all of you guys were like yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And now it's you know it's trickling down to where we've seen guys, you know, kids, you know, move around, shuttle around, and it's just getting weird. And somehow, some way, I feel like you, you got to get a grip or get a hold on it. Pause. Because now if you, again, like I, I'm with you. If, if, you're, if you're that dude, cool. Your talents are going to stand out. And does that mean like you can't be around another guy that has a, as much talent as you? Are you not pushed by that guy? You guys not push each other, right? As a competitor, you want that challenge. You should want to, right? You, I don't think that you're not going to get looks because all of a sudden, well, there's this other guy. If you run a four three, well, he runs a four four. Now you're not going to get the same look. Or if your quarterback is really good, he's got a huge arm and throws it to you. You're going to transfer to a 
team that has a quarterback that's not as good, so you're the only guy shining. It seems really selfish what a lot of these players are doing to me. I mean, well, first of all, let's shout out uh, Shamar Rigby. He recently committed to um, Purdue. Um, that's who we're talking about. Um, Lakewood's best receiver, and we all know he was he was doing. Damage. I was leaving him out of this. I mean, that's essentially who we're you know referring to. Um, Calandria, he's at Virginia now, so the hit, the best quarterback in the air, in the or one of the best quarterback in the area is gone now. So I think, it, me personally, if a kid wants to have an opportunity to go to state your senior year, or you see an opportunity where you could be highlighted more with a a better quarterback, because it, every year there's a different quarterback at Lakewood. There's no stability. So how do we say he get he has to stay because that's just the way a competitor competition is set up. You have to stick it out. Like you, you should have the option to put yourself in a good position. And I think the decision uh, to go to CCC was probably a, a good decision from a business standpoint because the quarterback there is getting recruited by Florida State, and there's other weapons um, on the outside. So it could leave them in one-on-one matchup or create better opportunities. I get it. If you're nice, they're going to come find you. But at the same time, the kid might just want to go to state. CCC went to state. You know, that could be it. I don't I can, like. I can't knock him for that. I mean, it's hard for me to knock anybody for wanting to win and compete for championships. I don't like it at the high school level because I do feel that in high school, it still should be first about academics because you're not guaranteed to get into college. So you doing all of this to play ball? Are you on on your? Are you on top of what's more important at the moment? Now, you get to college, to me, I think college is much more business-like. It is a business. These kids are making business decisions. NIL makes a difference. I might be feeding my family off NIL. But don't you think the business aspect is starting to trickle down into the high school no, level? Cause it is, but I don't think We've heard players signing million-dollar deals like Kent, uh, Quinn Ewers. Ewers uh, he had, had like a million-dollar deal in high school, and he forego his senior year to go to Ohio State. And I don't think it should. Like, to me, I'm very big on, like, kids being kids. Now, college, once you get to college, you're not a child no more, in my opinion. Now it's time to be an adult, right? You start making a lot more decisions. A lot of them are living on their own. You got to pay your rent every month and remember, you know, stuff like that. The adulting is starting to happen. But in high school, they still kids. Y'all still cheering, so... Churn. Go play at the school you... Well, go play at the school you zoned at. And I really don't like it, especially in our area, because there's choice, so you chose what school you wanted to go to. Now you're doubling back on it because a couple of things changed. And then I would feel it more. I would be more okay with it if he was going from a school where the team is just kind of stinky. They're kind of been bad. You're not going to get looks. Uh, scouts aren't coming. Recruiters aren't coming to that school. But Lakewood is putting kids in, in P5. You just had, like you just said, your quarterback last year just went to a P5 school. Your running back just went to a P5 school. Defensive end. Two DNs just went power five. So it's not like you're at a school where you're not getting any attention. I I don't see the motivation for leaving because if it's about looks, you're getting the looks. If it's about touches, you're getting the touches. So now it's just getting weird, and I don't like it, man. First of all, you're a kid, Merle. Sit down. But You know what I'm saying? Go play some Call of Duty or something. Yeah, the the business aspect of it that that you're talking about, now if you want to – I don't think that we're there yet, and in a way, I wish it was. I think we had somebody on the show um, when Javaris was here, 
you know, somebody like that who used his talents to get to where he is right now. He used his athletic ability to get to where he is right now, right. where he owns and operates a business, right? So now if you're using your athletic ability and say, well, you know what? One out of every 7,000 kids who plays my sport is going to make it to the end. But I get a free ride no matter where I go, right? right? I can go to, to Gulf Coast. I can go to West Florida. I can go to Louisiana State. Wherever I go, I got a free ride to get something else. Right. Now, if you're talking about that aspect of it, then cool. To me, that's also business. Somebody's paying you to do this job. Right. If on, on Breeze's job, if they paid him to go get his master's, he would say, OK, if you're going to pay for it, sure, I'll go. And you know what the end result after you get your you know what the end yeah. result is going to be. So now if we're factoring all these things, so all these kids ain't going to make it to the league. So, again, like the, the idea of you're using your, you know, your ability to get somewhere. You can't do that at Lakewood. You but, can't do that at CCC. But if, I think it's just the whole for, this is my opinion. I think he's just transferring with an opportunity to to go to state. Because you recently committed, what, last week? You committed to Purdue, so it's not like you're chasing other offers. You, but, didn't, but didn't Lakewood just almost go to state last year? So what's the difference? You lost your quarterback. You don't know what to expect with this new quarterback. I mean, listen, I don't want to judge the young man, but I would love to hear his reasons. Because in high, I, I do feel a certain way generally – when it comes to high school, but maybe there's something else to it. Maybe there's more to the story. I mean, or maybe he's just like, look, you know, I just want to go play ball over there. Maybe got a homie over there or something. I'd like to hear from him what was it that made him want to make that it's, move. It's, I've, I've heard what actually went down from people close to it, but I, it's, I don't think it's from my, it's my place to put it out there. You hey, know? hey, Shamar, come on the show, man. Tell us why you, why you transferred from Lakewood. But what do you guys think about the second half of the question about oh, college? college? Yeah. I mean, they have some rules, right? You have to, you, mm. you get one time. So let's say you know. I thought it was unlimited. No, no, you get you can continue to transfer, but after that first one, you got to sit. So like right now, um, just an example, like you guys got Daryl Jackson from Miami, but he transferred from Maryland to Miami. So this is now his second time transferring. He's waiting on a waiver. He's trying to get yeah. a waiver, but there's no guarantee he gets it because it's like, hey, you get the one time free pass and you ain't got to sit. After that, it's like, all right, bro, you just out here just doing whatever. Take a sit down, think about your life, figure things out before you go play ball again. So and I'm, I'm cool with that. You think they should up the ante, though, and, and make, take it a step further? Yeah, I get you get to sit out one year, but you still went to a different team, and you're going to play for that team. Nah, but losing a year can be a big deal. Losing a year of just not playing competitive ball, like who's to say uh -huh. you're going to come back and still be as good? So yeah. I think it makes uh -huh. a kid think twice about it. No kid who's a ball player who loves the game wants to yeah. sit around for a whole season. And all honestly, before the transfer portal, that was the deterrent from people transferring. Right, having to sit around. Yeah, like if you're, yeah. if you're doing good your sophomore, junior year, whatever, you're not going to transfer, lose that year when you're riding high. You can't go nowhere. Or you might be on the cusp of getting your mm -hmm. shot. Right. The last thing I'll say on this is, Kids that are you know planning on transferring in college, look at the the success rate. Like it, it's a it's the percentage aren't the percentages aren't that high, especially if you're not like a star quarterback or a star wide receiver. You, if you're just a third string guy or a second string guy and you're trying to transfer, the climb is still the same at a, another power five. So look at those percentages and just don't leave because you don't like you know the the spot you're in or the situation you're at. You know. It's, it's life lessons in it. That's all I'll say to that. I guess, and that's probably why me and him disagree so much of, so much about it. Because I feel like it's just life lessons, right? Just like, 
you know, you gotta, you just gotta keep going hard. You gotta go harder than you did your junior and your senior. Like, yes, Lakewood has some hiccups to where they cannot make it to state, but at the same time, it's not like they have not made it to the playoffs or anything like that. They've gone far. It's just they haven't found the right pieces to get it to that next level to where they can win a state championship. Right. So, and even with the transfer portal thing, I think, yeah, I, I, I don't really know so much about the college transfer portal, but like, you, like, if you still out for a year, I think anything can happen in a year. You can get fat. Yeah, yeah, it is. Not for real. Oh my God. It's a good question, though. That's a solid question this week. I like that. Very yeah. much so. As always, oh. man, you always get us thinking and get us going. Appreciate you. In- Mer- Merci no. beaucoup. <laughs> <laughs> You're rolling out that French. Back at it. <laughs> All right. oh. Anything All else right, you got but- for us tonight? Are you. You, you, you maxed out. You worked hard today. I'm proud of you, babe. I just want to say that on air. Good smooth move. But we'll let you. We'll let you go. Get some rest. Um, and I'll talk to you later. Oh, cool. Bye, guys. Peace. Bye. Au revoir. <laughs> yeah, that topic. That to- topic could yeah, go all day. One. It's a. It's no real a, deal. Like I, I was a lot. I was thinking about somebody like um like Jordan Addison, right? When he left Pitt to go to USC, yeah, right. Best receiver in in the country. He won the Blitnikoff Award that year. He goes to USC. Now you're teaming up. I guess in in instance, what um kids now going over to CCC, right? Yeah, you're going over there. You got an established quarterback. He's really good. That was Caleb Williams, and you did half of your production the next year. That was Jordan Addison. First round pick, though. First round pick. No, he got paid. But again, it's like he was going to get that regardless. Uh, you don't, I don't know. You don't think that he probably would have still been a first round pick if he had stayed at Pitt? Yes. Look probably. at, look at uh, the kid probably. from Boston College, so, Zay. He was Zay so again, Flowers. So at that yeah, point, Zay went first round. So at that yeah. point, what was the point? To have an opportunity to, to, to play for Natty? something legit. That's yeah, what, because I, that's if, what I'm if saying. Caleb doesn't get hurt, they they very well may win the the Pac-12. If they had an inch of a defense, just mm-hmm. you know what's crazy? Stop them to twenty points. They game. led the late. They their defense led the country in turnovers. Interesting. Interesting. Yes, but they sucked. Terrible. Gave up a ton of points every week. Right. But sometimes, sometimes it's not about what you could get. As far as money or first, it's just about what competitors like. Yeah, when you know, Pitt wasn't gonna win nothing. I get it. We we had a certain conversation at at the beginning of the, before the podcast off the air, and it kind of maybe I'm just from that era where it's like I can't leave my dogs at Lakewood, like, even if I'm chasing the ring. Like yeah, loyalty. Like I've been it. I've been playing with these kids since you know little devils or, or junior gladiators or whatever. And now all of a sudden I'm a dip on you. It, it just it would feel I would feel. Itchy. I find it very interesting that the way you guys feel about this, considering your team is a, expected to be really good based on transfers. Oh no, no, I, that part I get. I'm, I'm saying I'm cool that, if, with that. If, if my guys left, like if all of a sudden Jordan Travis said, "You know what? Uh, I might have a better shot of winning a Natty if I go to Georgia." Georgia. Right. I would feel some type of way about that. Sure. But like Braden Fisk is like. Uh, I probably got a better chance of winning something if I go play next to Jared Verse. And it's kind of the and, same thing, and though, right? Chance at the draft. They're, they're, but Braden, but I mean, kids get drafted from Wyoming. Where did Josh Allen come from? 
Sure. So it's kind of I just I mean, and obviously every all of our team, my team has benefited from transfers mm-hmm. just as much. But I think it's yeah. very interesting that you guys are you I'm, feel I'm so not, strongly I'm not against, against it. it with certain play, like Josh Burrell. He's been at Florida State for four years now. He's not going to start at receiver transfer. What, cool okay, but like the corner you just got from Virginia, he mm-hmm. was considered one of the better corners in the country last Cypress? year at Virginia. Yeah. Fentro Cypress. He could have just stayed in Virginia, continued to be the same one of the best in the country. He didn't have to go to Florida State. But are, you find out more when you go to the competition. Am I really the best? Because he hasn't had the best of uh, spring camps. So I mean, you're going to have to earn that spot for But, real. like, your team is – your coach right now is living and dying, in a way, on the transfer portal. And y'all are kind of like, eh, stop transferring. It's like, are you sure it's, you it's, want it's, that? No, it's, I, it's, I it's not stop necessarily, yeah, it's not necessarily okay, that. Okay. I mean, to me, like, the high school and college thing is, is different. You know, you go to college, it's like, yeah, you don't have the same loyalty to these guys. Because, again, I feel like somebody growing up, if, you, if you're from St. Pete, if, if, if Shayon came to the States, you know, in eighth grade and then went to Lakewood and he hopped around and went to Bogey after two years, I'm like, okay, you don't really know any of these cats. Cool. Mm. To I me, that's like high school. Yeah, I should have went to Dixie. But if you – it's weird. <laughs> I would have had the numbers. 30-foot Dixie? Yeah. Pass. But now, all of a sudden, you, you're growing up with these same cats or whatever, whatever. It's like, okay, that's, that's – nah, it's just a little weird. In okay. high school, in high school is a little bit saying. weird. That's all. No, I hear what you're saying. I, I, saying. I get what you're you don't want to leave your dogs. Yeah. Well, okay. it, it is what it is, though. Yeah. It is what it is. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll jump into some nibblies. Now, you have to have Bluetooth. Hang on, it has to have that. Is that in, what is apps? Is that appetizers? I could do some nibblies. Guys, nibblies? Operator. Yes, hello, we like some poppers. No, I don't like poppers. Back at it. (laughs) And we're back at it. (laughs) The NBA draft happened, fellas. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Very underwhelming. The the, uh, (laughs) the number one. Shout out to Florida losing. Go Tigers. I ain't gonna go that far, but oh, I'm with it. Yeah, oh, I'm a big Bayou Bengal fan. I got nothing against them. Go Tigers. So Victor Wimbom Yama, I'm gonna get that right eventually. Wimby, just say Wimby. I'm gonna get it right. <laughs> Suck they blue. The number one overall draft pick. Bonsoir. To the San Antonio Spurs. Comment allez-vous? Oui, oui. Hey, remember Tom and Jerry? He had like a, his cousin was French. Yeah. Jerry's cousin, the little, the little, um, the little mouse. Yeah, <laughs> that's the last time I heard somebody say "Come on, Talibou." <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Nah, get, get it off. No, it's it's, it's gonna keep on coming. <laughs> pause, pause, pause. <laughs> Heavy. All right. What was any surprises in this, in this draft? Any um, shockers? What were, you, what were you guys take away from this draft? I found something very interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the top, the guy that said that this draft sucks. Well, yeah, it still okay. sucks. Um, okay. <laughs> I found I found it interesting that in the top five picks, only one was a collegiate player, and I think that was Brandon Miller. Brandon. Yeah, the guy who <laughs> thinks that. Hold on. Hold on. The guy who thinks oh, that, that, foolish things. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Right, an idiot. Keep I, yeah, whole, I found, whole I found that. that to be very. Intriguing, um, the way that the the landscape of um, 
you know maybe the league or even college basketball is going like that's a it's a very interesting stat right there right so now you got international players you got guys coming from you know the G League um even to a point now where I did make that statement I think um, you uh, you posted something on the on, on the IG page that showed the last 10 years of number 1 picks and I was like these are all bums <laughs> they're bums I think there's like three people on that list I'm like okay yeah they're they're good right but none of them are going to be the the type of people that change or you know completely alter a franchise so what does that say as far as the direction of the NBA is it is it go to um the G League or go overseas and bypass college the thing is like when when you look at cases like 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 LaMelo Ball for example Right, Lamelo could have been one of those guys just one and done. I feel like his talent right now came from him being a kid going over overseas and actually playing with professionals who were you know five six years older than him. And now he comes over to the league and he's really really good. Like he's ready to play professional basketball. I think that you get more for going to a G League or maybe going overseas than some of these kids that go and do one and done in college. Basically, you're fresh out of high school. To me personally, so if so if 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 this draft starts to trend to where we see more guys coming from European leagues or the G League, meaning they have pro experience and are getting drafted, then maybe the the future of the NBA is a little bit better. I disagree, and the reason I disagree is because really points you just made, like you said, only one of the top five guys came out of college. But they're all stinky. Like none of them are. None of them are like I'm looking at these guys like, oh man, that dude's gonna be a star. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I mean, you know, Scoot Henderson went G League Ignite. I don't think Scoot's about to take over the league, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm big on Scoot. I think Scoot's gonna be good, mm-hmm. but I'm not looking at Scoot to be the next, you, think he's, you know, he, Steph Curry or the next, you know, can he be an All Star. Maybe, maybe he could I be mean, an All Star. I, I count that as as success. I mean, and I'm not saying they're gonna fail. I'm not gonna say. I'm not saying they're gonna be bummy. Some some of somebody from this draft, somebody from every draft transcends right. what we thought they might have been. Somebody, you know, the cream always rises, right? The draft isn't always a depiction of who's going to be the best. We've seen multiple guys get picked much lower and end up being fantastic. Giannis wasn't a top five pick. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. The Joker wasn't a, a top three pick mm-hmm. or nothing like that. So there will be somebody who comes out of this draft and transcends what we think they're going to be relative to where they were picked. But I think the fact that so many guys in this draft, like you said, four of the top five aren't college players, but you also said it's stinky. And I think both things are true. Mm-hmm. To me, that says that the answer isn't a one year in overtime elite. I don't think that's the answer. I don't think one year in the G League is the answer. LaMelo Ball played, what, two, three seasons over? That's my point, overseas? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of my point. But I think if, if you take a talent like a Brandon Miller, who I think Brandon Miller's good – but I think Brandon Miller has a lot of meat left on the bone for his development. Right. Maybe he stays, pause, maybe he stays in college two, three seasons, and now he comes out and he's ready to be an immediate problem at the NBA level. Right? Maybe an Anthony Edwards stays one or two more seasons at Georgia, and now he's more consistent. He's grown up a little bit. Now he's playing against guys who have been around. They can be developed a little bit more. So honestly – whether they go to college or whether they go overseas or they do the overtime elite, whatever, mm-hmm. 
I just think these kids need to be playing ball a little bit longer before they go to the NBA. I get that. I'm kind of leaning towards pump because if you do bypass college and go to one of these professional leagues, at least it's starting to kickstart the process of being a professional. Whereas college, they don't really care whether you're being a professional or not. They, they care about the bottom line, and that's winning championships or conference champions. I, I think that these colleges do a disservice to the players as far as development, developing them. But when they go to these leagues, you're kind of forced to develop. But if right. I'm there for one year, like give me one kid who's done the, the G League one year or gone overseas one year and then came back and was like, I'm ready to be him. I got to look it up. Um, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So, again, the, the, the fact that LaMelo did go overseas for multiple years, again, you're playing pro ball. Yeah. Right? And I don't – you know, the, the G League, it's a – Professional ball, but it's the guys it who just didn't make it, right? Yeah, but those those are adults. Yeah, no, not, a lot of them are. No, 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 absolutely, they're adults. But now, if you're if Lamelo's overseas playing, you're playing against the top tier talent, maybe of that country. Mm. You get what I'm saying? You're not playing the G League. You're playing professional ball right. in that area, mm. right? So I was kind of I was pulling this up, and I think that the, the the trend of where we're going. I'm looking at the last two decades, right? So now you sent that. Uh, you know that ten-year yeah. scope. There was what who, I, forget, I forget who was in there. If it was anybody decent, so go back to the prior ten years. You had from ninety-one to twenty oh one. First-round picks: Larry Johnson, Shaq, Chris Webber, Glenn Robinson, Joe Smith, AI, Tim Duncan, Michael Ola Candy, Ola Candy, Elton Brand, Kenyon Martin, Kwame Brown. So there was what three guys on that list that didn't pan out. That were pretty much bust. Olo Candy, Kwame Brown, Joe Smith was serviceable. Big Big Dog Robinson, he was serviceable. He's all right. But then you got a bunch of Hall of Famers sprinkled in there. Now right. again, we're looking at yeah. the course of these careers. Cool. Next ten years: Yao Ming, LeBron James, Dwight Howard, Andrew Bogut, Barnani, Greg Oden, Derrick Rose, Blake Griffin, John Wall, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis. Successful. You're also seeing some generational talents in that second batch of names that I just said. Before that, you got guys that were either playing pro ball somewhere or went to school for probably three years. Uh, at least three. Development. Yeah. So to Unk's point, there's development, LaMelo Ball. You got development. When I'm seeing these guys now on that, on that list, Anthony Edwards, the boy can ball. Talent's there. Let him go to Georgia for, for two more years. Let me see where he is. Yeah. And that's what I'm seeing. That's why I say these these drafts suck. And, 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 and a part of that development is is if they're drafted, if let's say they do one year in college, they have to be drafted to a team with a vet that cares. If you get drafted and it's saved the franchise, you might have a terrible career. And I'm I get what you're trying to say. If you're gonna go international, go for a couple of years. Just don't go for one year and then think you're you're ready for the league. I, I think it's a kickstart, but you need a couple more years under your belt. Yeah, I think no matter where they go, I, I don't think mm -hmm. it, I don't, to me, the difference seem, it doesn't seem to be whether it's college or international. It just seems you just need to do it for more than one year. Mm -hmm. So we you, all agree. I think to, we all agree. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's my thing right now. I'm looking at it. And I think about, you know, the first time it happened when they started this overtime elite thing where you could go from high school right into that. And Jonathan Kaming was the first one. Mm -hmm. He was a top five recruit in his class. And he was like, oh, man, he's not going to go to college. He's going to do the overtime elite. And he hasn't gotten out of his rookie deal, and they've already traded him. Yeah. He went to Golden State, a team that was ready-made. You just got to find your niche on yeah. that team. 
and now you're on a championship squad, and he can't find floor minutes. Yeah, I don't think that one year in that did him any service. So whatever you do, you got to do it for more than a year. This is a tough part about that to me because now I feel like with Victor, I feel like he's in a in a in a better place than Kaminga would have been. When you go to a team that's already a championship team that already has you know Hall of Fame you know guy generational talent and a bunch of guys who have won rings. It's it's fair to maybe give criticism to Golden State to say, well, you know what, they didn't develop him right. They also didn't really need to. Like he wasn't going to be a piece that's going to change or train or or get them to a championship level because they're already there. Right. Where I look at I look at Victor and I'm like, you know what, perfect case scenario, he's with Pop, and I think that he's with somebody who wants to teach. Mm. San Antonio sucks. They have nothing else to do but to make him better. They can focus on him and say, you know what. Pop, all, that's all he wants to do is teach anyway. And it's crazy that they have a core because that first night that he got drafted, Ginobili was in the picture, uh, David Robinson, uh, Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. Sean, on the staff. Sean Elliott. So there's like a core of vet that's going to basically hold his hand the mm-hmm. whole way. So And, be, he, and he's going to be the centerpiece. Right. Where where Kaminga is not. <laughs> See, and, uh, and I guess the flip side of that coin, and I don't know, and every kid's different, every situation is different. I think the other side of that coin I look at and say, there's way less pressure. Right. Like, you go to Golden State, you don't have to be the centerpiece. You got time. Because I think they need more development. I think Wimbayama needs physical development. I don't think mm-hmm. he's strong enough to, yeah. to hold up. When Giannis come through that lane, mm-hmm. he's going to put that boy in a coffin. Yeah, he is. But... But now, in a situation like he's going to, he has to be a guy day one because that team is terrible. Now, they as an organization, they're going to be patient. San Antonio has shown over decades now that they're going to do right by people. They'll develop them. Pop is one of the absolute best at that. And I think they have a little more on that roster than we probably think they do. So I think he's going to a good fit from the leadership standpoint, but then he also has the pressure of like, yeah, everybody's looking at you right now. As opposed to Kamingo's like, yeah, yeah, if he pans out, it's cool. If not, it's all right because they're a championship team anyway. And you have the opportunity to sit back, develop, become that guy because I think what Golden State was trying to do was find the future. It was supposed to be Jordan Poole and Kamingo, right? The the clay is clearly declining. Draymond Green is only getting older. Andrew Wiggins is also aging. He's had some injuries. He had to step away from the game. And I thought it, I felt like it would have been really nice, especially while Wiggins was away, for Kaminga to step into that be, to step into that role. You're the wing defender. You're a stretch, big, big kind of a three. You mm-hmm. can play the four a little bit. You can do it defensively, you know, both sides. I thought he was going to be that Andrew Bogut kind of replacement. Remember when they had Andrew Bogut, that first title run? Well, he's not big from enough a, to yeah, be from Bogut. A lesser, but a lesser from a lesser yeah. I saw, like, a little bit bigger. I saw a little bit bigger Wiggins, and it just hasn't – it just didn't happen. Like, I, he just wasn't – I think it was, a, men- it was a mentality thing because Steve Kerr is just not going to not play you unless there's something that you're not doing. And so, you know – I don't know. I, I, every obviously, every every situation is different, right? And we don't know what these kids are going to be, right? But I, pump, ultimately, I'm with you, man. I, I didn't I didn't watch a single minute of it. I'm like, I'm good. Like, who, first of all, who are these kids? All right, so it, it's safe to say the Spurs won the draft since we we all didn't, we all didn't watch. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Or is there another team we want to throw out there before we move on? Maybe the Hornets. I, I, maybe I like Brandon Miller. What he can be, you put him with a distributor like Lamelo, Lamelo yeah. who a guy who's very okay being the centerpiece, being in front, 
right? He'll do the interviews and stuff like that. So he also doesn't have to be the guy. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm also not very big on Victor Wimbayama. We've had that conversation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who won. Some, it's going to be like, I need whoever picked like drop, 21st. <laughs> I need that house party drop. I, I, I got to. Which one? He's the best pick in here. That ain't hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Well, I'm going to go Houston Rockets. Okay. Um, they got one of the twins. Uh, they got Amen Thompson. Um, first of all, this, this was the first time in probably about 20 years since 1976, I believe. I went here. Yeah, 1976 since there, there's been two twins drafted, and they were drafted back-to-back. So yeah, nice. that's pretty dope. And they actually played for St. Pete a year. Hey, what? Yeah. What? I seen it on Twitter. I didn't do. I didn't fact check they it. They played for St. Pete? They played for St. Pete. High school? Yes. Hmm, really? Yeah. They Are they from the city? I didn't do my research. Huh. That's pretty dope. I mean, I hope the they. The more you know. Cox sources. I hope they, uh, hope they ball out. Yeah. Put so, on for St. Pete. You can't yeah. teach it. Yeah, Amen yeah. Thompson to the Rockets, and then Cameron, uh, Cameron, uh, lost his name. Cameron Whitmore, um, he was supposed to be a top ten pick, um, fell to number twenty out of Villanova, the guard, um, uh, to the to the Rockets. So, I would say the Rockets did a good job. They're starting to collect a lot of young pieces on the low. Yeah, but their coach is gonna be too busy in the strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Come on, man. You had to see that coming. Is he lying though? Saying. Are the Celtics title front runners in the East by adding Porzingis? Who's Breeze? Who's did they add? <laughs> Christoph Porzingis. Who's that guy still plays? He's he, he had a good year last year. The unicorn is still around. Who did he play for? No, he like played for, for the Wizards. He, he's what? He's saying this with a straight face. Huh? How? Honest question. Honest question. Is he is he an upgrade from what they have? Grow. <laughs> no, like because you have. I think he's an upgrade because he he spreads the floor. He's a big body guy that can shoot. Isn't that what a, they're starting power forward center now? The Dominican cat, what's his name? Went Al to Horford? Florida. Al Horford. What, yeah, what is he doing that Al Horford ain't doing? He's Not a, being he's a, better, he's a better scorer. He is a better scorer than when Al Horford. Yes, just win, win. He plays? All right, keep talking. I'm going to pull up his numbers. No, and I could be tripping. This is a sick Negro. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, no, real, no, okay, straight up. We know that Chris Stapps has a bunch of talent. Clearly he has talent. He's never, like, he's what people think Anthony Davis is. He actually is that. He averaged, he he played 65 games. Okay. Average 32.6 minutes a game, 23.2 points a game, 8.4 rebounds a game. You wouldn't What, last, last year with the Wizards? Yes. I would have never known. Where was I? <laughs> Average 23 points Shoot. a game last year. With and the- it, it, it is an upgrade. So that's why I posed the question. It's. Uh, I mean, listen. He's not dependable, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking at the Celtics like, dog, who going to stop? Who gonna stop KP? So like, I'm, I'm sorry, well, I'm just actually, not. If you add these stats to that team, you don't think that's an upgrade? One, I don't think the stats replicate because he's not gonna get the same number of touches. Who else was getting shots in Washington? Bradley, Bradley yeah, Beal was hurt half the season. I'm not expecting him to get the same touches, but it opens up the floor for Tatum and the law firm to do whatever they do. Al Horford shot 45 percent from three last season. What was Is it? he shooting better? How than many that? points per game? Now the points were only he only scored ten points, but. That's a that's a very high percentage. How many of three. rebounds? 
six rebounds a game. So, you, I mean, and, and I know we're, we're getting really deep into it and we don't have the stats in front of us. My question is, is Christos Porzingis going to get the same amount of touches and is he spreading the floor any better than a guy who shot 45% from three? My, my off-the-top answer is going to be no. And defensively, he's not that great. He's never been a leader. So I'm like, I'm looking at a team who has, who has fell short a few times, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at what that team needs. I thought we had a conversation. They need a point guard. Who's bringing the ball up? Now you just lost Marcus, Marcus Smart. Who's your perimeter defender? That, that, was, that blew my mind. Who's, right guarding, who's guarding people on the perimeter? Who's your defender? Yeah, ain't team effort. It, 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 so Chris Paul's Porzingis doesn't add defense. Mm-hmm. He doesn't yeah. add leadership. He doesn't add playmaking ability. He's not a point he, he, guard. He does add playmaking ability on the offense. As a point guard. They need a who's running this offense. They, I'm with you. They don't have a point guard at the moment. So I feel like this is a situation of the paint on the wall, like the there's a leak in the bathroom and you came in and put in new carpet. That's not what we needed. Yeah, it's nice to have new carpet, but the bathroom is still got a leak. Fix an actual problem. So how many teams in the East would you put ahead of the Celtics? The same people who's already ahead of them. Stop it. I'm not putting the heat. Who do they pass? I think outside of Milwaukee, they're the second best team in the East. No. I feel like they got weaker by trading Marcus Smart. 100% because he was also the, the, the leader on that team. I always thought. But you also said they needed somebody outside of Marcus Smart to bring the ball up. Well, he's not. A, he can't. He can't be your starting point guard. But you can still be the leader. You can lead the team and not be the point guard, like the like the locker room leader, like the the mm-hmm. when they needed somebody to speak up and say something and get the guys together. Marcus Smart was that guy. Yeah. They all got behind him. They didn't get behind KP. They, they're just not. So now you not, lost your leader. Terrible. No, he's he hasn't. I think he he can, was he, he was their Draymond that person, but he's not that. He was a hundred percent their Draymond. Okay, and now they lost that, and right. you, you. I mean, I, consensus? No, I don't think so. No. I don't think they passed anybody who was better than him. And and in Miami, rumors are today Dame is supposed to be meeting with Portland. His team is unhappy that the fact that they they actually drafted Scoot, they didn't go try and actually get him another piece. If he legitimately comes back and says, hey, look, move me, and Miami makes that move, Boston's left in the dust. You're now maybe fourth at best. I'm with you on that. If, if Miami gets Dame, they're the best team in the East. I mean, honestly, they just made it to a finals. They've been to more finals in the last five years than Boston. So why are we saying Boston's ahead of them? From a, a, a talent collection standpoint. But I hey, think, talent, I think, gotta, you yeah. got to go win ball games, man. You have all the talent in the world. I mean, it, it's the offseason, though. We're talking about stuff that's on paper. So you got to go with what's on paper right now. No, yeah. I got to go by what I've seen. I get that. You're I get right. that. But moving forward, you have to look at what's on paper. I understand, all what, the you're acquisitions. I understand what you're I saying. You. On, on paper, they are the most talented team between and that's the two. what I'm going off of. It would feel Until that I see way. Games. But, but the track record way. says that Boston can't win. And Porzingis can't play I get more that. than 50 games. He's, he's only saw, averaging 50 six, games a year. I'm, we saw 65 last year. You're right. And, and he averaged 23 And that was the game. first time he had played more than 50 or 40 games in five in four years. Wait, what? Say that again? That was, a mo- that was the first time he had played more than 50 games, I think, in four years. So I'm looking at these numbers last year. The year before that, he only played 17 games. Before that, 34. Before that, 51. Before that, 43. No. Chris uh, Porzingis? I'm, yeah, uh, yeah. In the past four seasons, before this, he only played more than fifty games once. No, yeah. you're right. The last time he played over fifty was was twenty seven, twenty sixteen. So, 
Yeah, so he's not available. Yeah. So I, you hope that he's going to be that guy, but yeah. nothing about that says, yeah, he's going to give me that 20 points a game and how many ever rebounds. But I got to see it. Let's just say okay. that. I got to see it. I'm not going to dump on them. You're dumping on them because you hate Boston. So well, you, I you do led with Boston. that hate. You led with no, that hate. No, I do but, hate Boston, but also, like, I, I got to see it. Yeah. I got to see it. I mean, Miami has shown themselves you hate to in your be, heart. Let it out. Let it out, White Power. <laughs> Miami has shown themselves to be the most consistent team in the East the last five seasons. Okay, right? They've been to, what, two finals? Yeah. Last five seasons, did they go to another Eastern Conference Finals? Am I making that up? I might uh, be making that up. Didn't they lose? Did they, who who they lose to last year? Uh, didn't, Boston. Didn't they go, didn't they like meet Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals recently and lost the year Milwaukee went and won it? Something like that? I could be tripping. I'm going to go with yes. I know so it, just yeah. because it's Miami. They but, lost to Boston one of those years right, too. So they've been the most consistent. I think still on paper, Milwaukee's still the best team out there. And I, and Philly just got a legitimate coach. I don't want to hear nothing from Philly. Wow. I hear you. Wow. I hear you, but I got to see it from Boston. All right, all enough, enough on Boston. Yeah, yeah. Quickly, how do we feel about that move? Um, Smart to the Grizzlies. Great move. No. No. We hate it. What is he going to do when John Moran comes back? I just like it from just a veteran present in the lock in the locker room. Uh, like you said, a Draymond Green. That is could kind of pull Ja to the side. I, that, that's how I like it. But question. Uh, yeah. So Draymond has been part of that organization. Wasn't he there before the rest of them boys? Clay? He was there before Clay. Was he there before Steph? That I don't know. It was very close, I right? That, man. They sure. kind of grew up together, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of came up together and it's like, all right, yo, I respect you for this. You know, I feel like it was earned. Okay. Is John Morant gonna listen to Marcus Smart? I just don't know. I think Smart has a lot of respect across the league. Okay. Okay. So, and I think he's that type of guy that could ingratiate himself into an organization. Ooh, that's a T word there. I like that. Stop ingratiate. It. That is a, that's, 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 that's a two dollar no, word. That's a, that's a good I, word. That's a two dollar word. That's, <laughs> that's a really good word. Yeah. Um, and yes, you are right. Steph was actually there three years before Draymond. Three years before Draymond. Steph has been in the league 13 years, Draymond 10, and Clay 9. Okay. okay. God, Steph is that old. Yeah. All right. Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, Jimmy Buckets, or Hemi Buckets, Kevin Durant without Steph. How many years, going down the list, how many years do we put on each of these guys before we give up on the, the championship idea? Oh, I, I don't. I think I think Katie Katie's at the back end. I, I give him a good two years. I'll start with that one. You giving him two more years for and you like he ain't gonna win a wrap. chip. That's now it. are we talking about winning a chip being the guy? That's, I'm assuming yes. that's what you mean, right? Okay, yeah, because okay. Katie has one already. So okay, um, I'm hmm. gonna I'm gonna put the 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 highest amount of time on. Jason Tatum. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's the uh, youngest, right? But what but, you giving him five? I'll give him five. Right. Sure, I mean, put a number on it. I, the, he's got the, some time. To, to me, the next person would be Joel Embiid. I feel like he has. There's more around him, and his style of play isn't as rough as Jimmy. Like Jimmy exhausts himself on both ends. Like I feel like his his his, his clock is running a little bit faster than the rest of them. Just because of the style of basketball that he plays, right? Unless you're now going to surround him, and I, and I don't know if that's going to take him out of this conversation. If now you give him a a Dame Lillard, because now I mean he's still the guy on that team, but he's not. He doesn't have to be the guy. Where the rest of them, yeah, they're going to be that guy. Joel's always going to be that guy. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I'm going with Joel Embiid. 
two more years. Just two, huh? Just two. Tatum, I'm giving him five years. Jimmy, he's he's on the back end a year, maybe two. Because he like like you said, he's been to the Eastern Conference final. He's been to the finals. You've had the opportunity. And KD, you're on the chopping block, my G. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's now or never. <laughs> All right, Breeze, you got some uh, college football for us? Yeah, so real quick, we don't have to spend too much time on it. I've got my top three storylines of the college football season. So uh, the, the way I'm trying to think about this, not what I think are going to be the best teams or what I think are going to be um, what make or break the season, but I think some of the funner things that are going to be there to watch, right, Something maybe something we haven't seen before. Uh, or something we're not used to, right? So, obviously, Georgia and Alabama playing for a championship. That's not a storyline to watch, right? Or no. is Miami and Texas back? That's not a storyline to watch. I'm talking about something that's going to be different. So, my, my number one storyline to watch is actually going to be Pac-12 football. And I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of credit for this one because I know you kind of you dump on Pac-12 football a little bit. Um <laughs> You and, and a lot of people do, right? We live in the South, and we think, oh, they don't, really, they don't play real ball over there. They don't play real ball over there on the West Coast. But I'm going to tell you, man, I, they're going to start the season with six teams ranked in the top 25. And I think that's not by mistake. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how the season plays out. So the teams that are going to be ranked to start the season is going to be USC, of course. They're going to have Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, Utah, and I'm forgetting my 16. Ooh, I'm forgetting my 16. You got uh, UCLA? Uh, I did not. I didn't have UCLA. USC won Oregon, Oregon State, Washington. Utah. Utah. Man, I'm. Colorado. Not, not putting them Cougars in there. Colorado. No, not going to be Colorado. I think it might Washington be. State? I think it might be UCLA. Okay. I think it might be UCLA that's expected to be top twenty-five. Yeah, shout out to Chip Kelly. Yeah, shout out to Chip Kelly. So, when you look at that though, and I think it's going to be very, very fun to watch. First of all, because this is the last year those teams are all going to be together. USC and UCLA are leaving after this season, and I think they're going to go out with a nice hoorah in a very, very fun conference to watch. Also, they're pretty loaded at quarterback over there. So USC has arguably the best. I don't think it's arguably. They got the best quarterback in the country, Caleb Williams. Yeah, you've got Bo Nix, who had a phenomenal season for Oregon last year. I know what we thought about Bo Nix. Why are you so high on Bo Nix? He balled out last year. Look, look at the first, numbers for the first time ever. Bo's but, always had talent. Like he's, but, like the talent's always been there. He correct. just put it all together finally last year. Or also, I he's not he's not playing for Gus Malzahn anymore. That could be that a could system be change, right? It also could be talent around him. It could be. You know, sometimes the coach, change the scenery, yeah. change the scenery, whatever it is. Like it seems like the light came on. If he had done it for four or five games, I probably wouldn't pay as much attention. He did it all year and looked fantastic. After they got shellacked by Georgia, but everybody gets shellacked by Georgia. And then you got Michael Penix at Washington. Shout out to Tampa, your guy, right? Shout out to Mister Tampa Bay Tech himself. Mm-hmm. Michael Penix had a phenomenal year last year. Oregon State when it got DJU. Now, I'm not big on DJU as a player, 
But in a different system, used the right way, I think he could be he could be something worth talking yeah, about. He was the number one uh, quarterback coming out of high school. The so talent's there, the talent's there, right? The talent's there, and I think when Clemson asked him to do certain things, he did okay. When they asked him to do stuff that they wanted to be able to do, he couldn't do those things. So does he go to a situation now, Oregon State, where they're like, "Hey, just do the stuff you're good at. Yeah. You don't need to do all these other things." And the spotlight's not well, less pressure on. And you. you're at Oregon State. Ain't nobody really paying attention. You're on the West Coast, and Unk think you're gonna be trash anyway. And you got Cam Rising coming back at Utah, who also just come up, just came off of a Pac-12 championship, and they brought back a lot of the guys they had. They're expected to be really good. They're going to have a primetime matchup with an opportunity to get some get back on Florida to start the season this year in Utah. So I think the Pac-12 is going to be the second-best conference top to bottom in college football. I'm picking them over the Big Ten top to bottom. Now, the Big Ten is going to have bigger names at the top. Ohio State, Michigan are legitimate title contenders, as they should be. Penn State's kind of on the fringe. SEC, we know, is Georgia, Bama, maybe Tennessee is in that conversation. Arkansas, I think, is going to be good. Ole Miss should be decent. They'll have teams that are decent, but top to bottom, I think the Pac-12 is probably going to be the second best, maybe the best conference top to bottom as far as talent. That's going to be something fun to watch. Because okay. a lot of us don't pay as much attention to the West Coast. But let's be honest, the ACC is supposed to be expected to be down, except from, from Florida State and Clemson. Nobody's expected to be like that. Mm-hmm. SEC is Georgia, Bama, Tennessee maybe, and then the field. The, the field, right? Maybe right. maybe South Carolina is decent if Spencer Rattler decides to be halfway decent. LSU, right? though. Oh, my bad, and LSU. Yeah. LSU is going to be up there too. But then the Big Ten, after those top three – Northwestern, I mean Iowa. Iowa shows up every now and then. Uh, they they always give us a good season. No but, offense, but. but we're talking about six preseason top twenty-five teams, and none of them are going to be fluky. Like Florida is getting preseason top twenty-five. They have you, no business getting that. How do you judge this though? Is it because I feel like the Big Ten is top heavy, so you got to give them like a couple. Ex- you got to give Ohio State and Michigan two extra points. So that's why I say top to bottom. Like mm-hmm. when I say top to bottom, I think we had this conversation. I said I was going to write an article. I never did it. How do you really grade a conference? To me, you grade a conference based on the middle of the pack. Every team's got doormats. I mean, every conference got a got a doormat or two at the bottom where you're going to trounce them. They got a Vandy, they've got a a Boston College or something like that. But and then most conferences have a couple of teams at the top who are title contenders. What does your middle of the pack look like? Are we are are we looking at this? Under like kind of rose tinted glasses because there isn't that one team like a Bama or a Georgia that has clearly separated itself. I feel like the the SEC always trot, trots out six or seven teams a year that are in the top twenty five. Yeah, that some of them don't deserve to See, be. See, and and that's where I'm pushing back. But that's what I'm saying. Like Georgia and Bama are clearly the cream of the crop in that mm-hmm. in that conference, right? And then you have okay, you don't know what Louisiana State's going to do. You don't know what Auburn's going to do. You don't know what Florida, whoever's going to do. There's no one team outside of, I guess, maybe a USC that has completely separated themselves from the, the rest of the pack. Oregon. Oregon you think there. Oregon has sep- completely no, they separated separate. themselves? I don't and, feel and, so. and I they, think they have the chance to, this year. They got a good team. But so I, I feel like they're the LSU, right? So then now you've got a bunch of other teams that are really close together, but no one team is like way here and the rest are here. So this is what I'm looking at. And the reason why I, I'm saying what I think about that conference a lot of times, we'll take Florida, for example, right? Because I saw a top 25, preseason top 25 that had Florida in it. And I'm like, okay, what did they do last year? Mid to trash. Lose. Okay. What are they bringing back? 
well, they lost the best pieces they had. Mm-hmm. So they're not even bringing back their best pieces. So why are we expecting to be a top 25 team? We're just doing it because of the brand name, because of the SEC? Mm-hmm. If you're doing it for that reason, fine. I don't subscribe to that. I'm looking at these Pac-12 teams. Every team that I named had a good year last year. I'm talking eight wins or better. Most of them had nine or better. Went to bowl games, performed well. And then they're bringing they're those right guys back. back. That makes sense. They're not new. They're not new coaches. It's coaches that have been there for a while. Dan Landing is Dan Landing and Lincoln Riley are the newest ones, and they're expected to be the best in the conference. Right. But Kyle Whittingham has been at Utah building that for years. Chip Kelly's been at UCLA building that for years. Oregon State. Those coaches have been there. So we're not talking about brand new coaches. We're not rolling the dice hoping or guessing what we think they're going to be. We know what that coach is going to be. Kyle Whittingham has been the same Kyle Whittingham for years now at Utah. So I'm looking at them like, these aren't guesses. These aren't rolling the dice. These are teams that did well last year and then brought back some the, most of their best pieces. So you would assume they're going to be good again. It's not, it's not guesswork. Okay. That's why I'm like, I think they're going to be a really good conference with six about six teams that legitimately should be in the top 25. I, I mean, I agree with you. Um, the, the way you laid it out, I – I can't disagree with it, but it, the only pushback I would have is what conference would you want to take two teams out of and put them in the playoffs, and I'm going with the Big Ten. Because they're just – Ohio State and Michigan are just so much more elite and so much more outside of USC, further away from the rest of that conference. I could see that. But, but if you're talk, like you said, if you're talking top, top to, to bottom, bottom, I can't mm-hmm. disagree with that. Yeah. You, you wrote out, what, six teams? Yeah. Of those six teams, how many think – Obviously, way too early. Actually, finish still in the top twenty-five. I think all six can. Yeah, yeah. And I and what I and this is this is probably going to be the problem. Down. Write it down. But I think this is going to be the problem. They have to play each other. I think mm-hmm. all of them play each other. Mm-hmm. So it'll end up being one of those situations where they maybe they beat up on each other. Where it's like USC ends up with two losses, including the conference championship, and Oregon ends up with a couple of losses, close losses. Mm-hmm. Utah has a cut. Like everybody ends up around that. Like. 10 and 2, 9 and 3 mark, and nobody makes a playoff. It's like, oh, the Pac 12 was trash. Well, it's like, no, they weren't trash. Yeah. They just had to play other really good teams In as opposed to Georgia's schedule, which is ridiculous. They, I don't think they, if they play one team that's expected to be preseason top 25. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, Georgia's elite, and we're not going to take nothing from Georgia. But also, it's like, well, they also didn't play anybody. Right. As opposed to the Pac 12, they could end up outside the playoff because they had to play each other, which is not their fault, but. It could very well happen. Somehow, some way, you just made Pac-12 football a little Sound more attractive. <laughs> it's my number one storyline to watch. Like, to I've Colorado. thought about this. <laughs> Seven and six, baby. They're going to be the doormat. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Um, second storyline, and you guys are going to like this one. I think Florida State football is the, the second biggest storyline in college football this season for a couple of reasons. One, college football is better when the Florida programs are good. True and state. right now, the only one expected to be good is Florida State. Right, We know what happens when Florida State is good. People show up. People watch. They want to see what the Seminoles are going to do. Even though I hate them, I cannot take that from them, and I won't. And also, and I think I've mentioned this to you guys off air, it's going to be very interesting to me to see, can Mike Norvell do something that has not been done, which is build a title contender through the portal? Mm-hmm. We've, seen, we've seen teams go portal heavy and make a hot run, Right. In the first year with those guys, right? TCU did it last year. They had a number of transfer guys who came in. It was one season. They made a run to the championship, and those guys dipped out. 
they were gone, right? They all got their opportunity, ran to the league. Good for them. Go get paid. They did the right thing. Mike Norville has taken a multi-year strategy of portal guys, right? So, like, you guys, the guys had the conversation. Is Jordan Travis really a portal guy? Because he's been there three years now. And when he came, he wasn't a guy. They took him, taking a chance on him, saw an opportunity to develop him, and then did that, and now he's a guy. But technically, he's a transfer. Starting running back as a transfer, several guys on the offensive line, two receivers that are both going to be, you know, expected to have really good years of transfers. Took a big-time tight end at the transfer portal, Jared Verse, Brandon Fisk on defense, Fincher Cypress. So it feels like the roster has been more of a, a build-out through the portal as mm-hmm. opposed to the, 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 the plugging that we talk about. Yeah. Can, he, can you do it? Yeah. We don't know. It's still kind of new. The portal hasn't been around very long. I think Florida State is about to show the world, can you do it? And if he does, what does that mean long-term? Yeah. What does that mean for Dion? Right. What does it mean for any brand new coach who gets an opportunity? He's like, well, my roster's trash. I got Dion over here who just dropped 50 kids and brought in 50 new names to literally build out his whole roster. And Mike Norvell just showed us you can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean for college football? We've never seen it before. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're the test dummies right now. Uh, it, I, like I wrote in my article, uh, 2023 is going to be one of the biggest years in Florida State history. Just from what you just said, we're basically trying to take a ma- uh, manufactured team and take them to the playoff and win a national championship. It's not a homegrown team. We didn't recruit all these guys. We're, we're just plucking guys out the portal. So right now everybody is looking at us to see what we're going to do. And it could either be good or it could really go left because we we've got a couple blue chip guys, but Mike Norvell hasn't closed – He's been there for what four years now. He hasn't closed on a lot of top t- top talent uh, recruits. They're coming now. They're starting to pause. They're starting to <laughs> <laughs> they're starting to arrive on campus and see what's going on. But they're waiting for this year, yeah. and you know the dominoes could go in the right direction for us. So I, it's it's tricky. It's tricky. I, I, I've been trying to find a. a a, a good comparison and I, I I really haven't even the one that's in my mind like I was thinking about the Bucks and what you guys did and you know obviously the the, the most important piece is quarterback right? right you went and got a quarterback and then you plugged in other things around that quarterback right you went and got his favorite tight end you got a B you you, you got uh Leonard Fournette you, you got other things right right and the 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 thing that Norvell has done he went and got his most important piece first, right? The most tenured guy on that on that transfer portal is your quarterback, it's yeah. Jordan. Jordan's been there the longest. Yeah. So now you're getting other guys, and instead of them being kind of one-and-done transfer guys, you get a Jared Verse to come for a year and stay for another year. Yeah. You're getting Johnny Wilson to come for a year and stay for another year. You're getting Trey Benson to come for a year and stay for another year. Right. So if he found that kind of formula, it's almost like no different than, okay, cool, we got our quarterback, we got our – Drew Brees. That was kind of my only comparison, right? The the Saints rolled the dice on Drew Brees when he was done in San Diego. And now you put the pieces around him. A lot of it via free agency, some of the draft. And right now, like, that's what Florida State's doing. They're pretty much doing free agency. Yeah. Recruiting is the draft, but we're going to bring in guys that we think have a lot of talent, have a lot of upside, and get them to stay for more than just a year or two. So now if he can get his next guy – out of the draft, your quarterback, right? Then plug and play, 
some guys who are the Johnny Wilson types that are good, but not like ready, ready. Like you're not Jordan Addison. You're not going to the league. You're not first round pick. Right. But you're really, really good. You'll be here a year or two. It could work. It's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to. Which is why it's the number <laughs> it's two storyline. Very line. fun to watch. So, so it sounds like I'm two for two so far. No, yeah. Hey man, these you, are great. These you, are great. You batting a thousand. All right, cool. Shout out to me. All right, last one. How good can this quarterback class be? So we've rattled off a few names already, right? So the right now, as of the 19th of this month, so literally just a week ago, NFLDraftBuzz.com has ranked the quarterback class for the next draft, 2024. Caleb Williams. I think it's generational. I think that kid, I think he's ready for the NFL now. It's almost a shame he's got to go back to college. Yeah, yeah just stop painting your nails. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, if, if painting the nails allows you to throw the ball like that, paint them. Paint them. He can come to Tampa and paint them all he want. I, my wife can, can recommend some, <laughs> some really good nail salons hey, for man. him. Right? You got Drake May coming mm-hmm. out of North Carolina. Gunslinger. You got Michael Penix, who I've already mentioned. We've got Quinn Ewers, who we talked about from an NIL perspective. This kid was getting a, a million-dollar NIL deal in high school. You got Bo Nix, who the talent was always there. For some reason, couldn't put it together in Auburn. Goes to Oregon, tears it up. After that, you got Joe Milton, who people are asking, does he have the biggest arm since Jamarcus Russell? You got Shadur Sanders. His dad is prime. right? He's been coached by some of the best guys. He's always had the best resources around him. K.J. Jefferson, Spencer Rattler, J.J. McCarthy, Jordan Travis, Riley Leonard. So... I'm looking at this, this, this QB class, and I'm like, how good can this class be? Are we talking about going four, five, maybe six quarterback deep in the first round, and all of them are legitimate guys that have a potential to really be somebody? This could be the greatest uh, class ever, if you, if you think about it. Relax. You, you want me to? No. Relax. I, mean, you can't, I know – what was, what was 80, the, 82 draft? 83? 80, 83, 83. So the 83 draft, you no, had Elway, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino. In that draft, you had a couple guys who went to Pro Bowl. Ken O'Brien uh, won a Pro Bowl. The other first rounders were, were Tony Eason and Todd Black, which they didn't ever do. At the time, you didn't know what those guys were going to do. I'm talking mm-hmm. about from the perspective of how many guys could actually go. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I think, and I'm not being a homer. I think if Jordan Travis carries Florida State to a playoff, he's going to be in the first round. So you throw him in there. The, uh, Joe Milton, he's getting all the hype with, the, with not even playing a full season. Mm-hmm. He might go first. If Anthony Richardson went first round. Man. Joe it, Milton can go first Imagine round. how many guys. Jordan Travis can go first round. Exactly. <laughs> Quinn Ewers, he just needs to have one good year. They're already trying to draft him off of high school. So right. think about that, man. It, it, it could be at least six guys, like you said, getting drafted. First round quarterbacks. I think this it could be if it could be crazy, right? Like Texas is probably gonna be pushing Quinn Ewers out. Like, all right, we got Malik right. Murphy behind you, we got Young Manning behind you. All right, bro, you need to perform this year and get out of here. Texas has the best odds to win the Big Twelve this season. Yeah. So if Quinn Ewer goes out and wins double digit games for Texas, he's gone. Right? Drake, I mean, Caleb Williams honestly doesn't have to play another snap. He'll be the first right. overall pick. Yep. Drake May is pretty much done unless he somehow just falls off a cliff, which I think the talent around him is probably going to be his biggest detriment. He'll still get drafted off of talent. I think he's that talented. Like Michael, Matt Ryan. <laughs> Michael Penix, if it wasn't for that injury in that season where they were ranked like top 10 and they were going to go play Ohio State and he played a little bit of that game, they were in that game until he mm-hmm. got hurt. Uh, he could be, we, we could be talking top five pick for Michael Penix. We mentioned some of the other names. 
to me, mm-hmm. what these quarterbacks do could not only shape the college football season, we could be talking about one of the better QB draft classes ever if all these kids actually pan out and do what we think they might do. We got some things to watch this season. <laughs> Good grief, Breeze. You got to do this more often. You have to. I, I can't. I don't, yeah, listen, that I boy don't, you're a college football miss. junkie, and that was, oh. that, that was just great. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it, guys. Look at y'all well, being all. Get, don't get, get, get the good stuff. Get the good stuff. Y'all being nice. Yeah, man, that was just a lot to think about. <laughs> so those are my top three college football storylines for the season. Okay. Um, beyond, the, I mean, obviously, college football is fantastic, right? Beyond the the normal things that we're looking for, I'm like, I think these are some pretty good like side stories to keep an eye on, right? Beyond looking at your favorite team, and I think it's, it's gonna statement. it's gonna make for a fun season to watch. Hey man, I'm I'm ready can't for wait. it. Now. Can't, can't wait. <laughs> Back at it. Oh my god! All right. Got anything else? Any other nibblies, you guys? Did we miss anything? All right, for me. Let's jump into sorry to this man. Oh, man. We, we you do know this is gonna be like one of the greatest episodes we've ever done, right? I like where we're headed. What do you mean by that? I'm Just sorry. it's gonna get better. Just trust me. I'm sorry. 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 We talked about the NBA draft. We talked about the second overall pick, Brandon Miller, Miller out of Alabama. Brandon Miller, on record, was talking about who's his GOAT. Now, typically, when you have GOAT conversations, it's the same couple of names. Jordan and LeBron James. You might throw Kobe out there. Maybe somebody throws a Kobe. Maybe his dad's a, a basketball old head. Maybe he says Look. Kareem. And he says, Will, you know, some, something like that. And it's like, hey, I can respect that. Magic, right? Kids from L.A., maybe it's from Magic. Brandon Miller's from Tennessee. Brandon Miller says, and I quote, no, so he, he was asked about who's a GOAT. He says, and I quote, no, because I actually don't think LeBron is the GOAT of basketball. My GOAT of basketball is Paul George. Bro, what? Now, and, 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 then I thought maybe he spoke in haste. Maybe they caught him off guard. And, you know, he thought they asked, like, hey, who do you model your game after? He, Paul George. Like, okay, cool. I mean, that's understandable. Cool. He doubled down. He doubled down like a KFC sandwich. No bun. Just straight chicken, cheese, and bacon. My man doubled down and said, Paul George is his goat. Bro, what? Bro, this is the same kid. It's stupid. This is the same kid that was tied to a murder case midseason. His, his decision-making skills are horrible. He's going to go to Charlotte and make a fool of himself. You can't put your you can't put your organization's future in this kid's hands. He should have slid in the draft just just for that, bro. What his, his IQ is off the chart in the wrong direction, bro. I, I thought the kid, the quarterback out of Kentucky, putting mayo in his coffee was just outlandish. That's your guy, 
This man said Paul George is his GOAT, greatest of all time of basketball. He's not the GOAT of any team he's played for. He played for Indiana. He played for Oklahoma. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sense. Of, you know I try to shoot people, Bill. Stop. Don't. 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 Stop the cap. <laughs> Bro, and I mean stop it right now. I thought you was going to plug R. Kelly. It's just stupid. Bro, <laughs> is, this, is this camera on me? Use your common sense. Bro, Paul George? Bro. Like you said, man, there, there's plenty of options out there. You could throw... Hell, I would have took Steph. If you throw Steph out there, I, I would have sure. been cool. He He's got a, a couple rings. Greatest sure. shooter ever. Paul George isn't the greatest anything ever. He's a good talent. You grew up watching Paul George games? That's what he said. He said, I grew up watching him. So I, it was never just LeBron. Bro, when? When were you watching Paul George like that? Not pandemic. Bro, pandemic P? When? What has Paul George ever won in his career? The ceiling for Paul George is Scottie Pippen. This is your goal? That's, that's disrespectful. Yeah, that's, that's disrespectful. Yeah. That's his ceiling. Mm. That's, it's dis- he said it's disrespectful to Scott. <laughs> hey, Kiki, tell that man. Sorry to this man. <sighs> Pump, you got something to say? <laughs> That, that whole interview was just weird. It was crazy. And, and it, like, first of all, he disrespected so many people. Like, one, you disrespected the man that drafted you. Bro. He's, first of all, he, in that same interview, he said that Michael George is a regular guy. Stupid. You know, you know that, that gift where somebody has a ball head and you just slap the hell out of it? That's the, <laughs> I don't believe that children are our future. At that point, <laughs> then it's like, okay, fine, cool. If, if I get this generation says LeBron is my GOAT. You, you, you didn't grow up in the 80s. You didn't grow up in the 90s. You didn't see Jordan play. You probably didn't even see him play with the Wizards. Cool. You saw Braun. You saw Kobe. You saw KD. You saw Steph. Steph. This man said Paul George. <laughs> like, like what season was it? What was the season when you were like, yo, he's him. It's it's the season where they played against the Heat and he, he was going off. Bro, what? I don't. Wasn't Danny Granger the man on that team? I was going to say, you might, you might as well go Danny Wasn't Granger. Wasn't that Danny Roy, Granger's Roy team? Roy Hibbert. Bro, come on. <laughs> like, <the> Lance. <laughs> come on, man. I, 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 don't, I don't get oh it. Oh, my goodness. I really don't get it. That, S- send him back to college. Bro. <laughs> he's, bro. He's, he's not ready for the real world. No, bro. he's not. I mean, he's all here. <laughs> Again, Cam, Cam said that his parents grew up in the '80s, so they might have a little crack smoke still up in them. Bro, he from Nashville. Like they don't they play ball in Nashville? They who? Come on, man. They who from? They who in Nashville? It ain't far from Memphis. He could have said, Nah, it. it ain't Memphis though. Nah, it ain't Memphis. Nah, ain't no way he ain't no way he came from Memphis and said some nonsense like that. Memphis no ball. I, I they, just, they no ball in Memphis. I'm not doing that. I, think, I don't even think Paul George is top 50. Paul George had to be shocked. <laughs> he, felt, he must have felt uncomfortable. Paul George was like, he said, what? He, he probably was looking around. It, me? <laughs> Bro, he thought it was a joke. There's, like, he, he had to be flabbergasted. <laughs> no, listen, on, the, on, the, on that podcast, Mace was like, I ain't never said nobody. <laughs> 
looking for them Paul George shoes. Never. Hey, you got them P4. <laughs> Never. Bro, do you own a pair of Paul Georges? I don't even know what they look like. Do you own a pair of Paul Georges? No. We own some sneakers. They're called, this, they're called PG-13s, I believe. In this group, we own shoes. And none of now us listen. own Paul Georges. You've been buying shoes since the 90s. Now listen. Look. Bro, this is outrageous, Look. man. They got to send these kids back somewhere. Like, Cindy, like, I'm a, like, you know, I hate to be that guy, but, you know, in, like, South Korea, when you turn a certain age, you got to go into the military. Mm. Like, they need to send these kids, <laughs> like, out to the battlefields and make them grow up first and, like, make them see the world because there's no way you a sound mind and sound body <laughs> Paul, Paul George, George the GOAT, bro. Of all the great, you could have said KD, of all the great players to... Grace the league Bro I'm done Paul George pops in your head Where the OG's at man Who raised you Bro the same people Who raised Zion These kids is lost Kiki get us out of here Sorry to this man I don't feel like We should close on that Nah I don't even want To talk no more You got got me high I'll think of one (laughs) I completely understand The the questions that That are gonna come I just wanna ask you I know that these questions could go on and on each and every day. I just want to ask you one question. Is that a real question? What, what you want me to say to that? I just want to ask you one question. Why you got to be so negative? I think about that. I don't know. You could ask questions. I just want to ask you. Well, that's a great question. One question. If you had to put Shohei on a another team outside of the Angels, what team would he be best suited for? Any, any, any of them? <laughs> um, no, not any. No, see, I mean, he's that guy. Anybody would take him. Um, Go ahead and say I, Cubs. Well, yeah, but Cubs aren't ready to win. I like, like he's one of those people. Like, and I honestly like package him and Mike Trout together. Get get Mike Trout out of Anaheim. Like he's just too good to be. Festering away in Anaheim. Who can who can even pick up the Bills though? The, the Yankees. Well, the Stanks. The Yankees. Yeah. The Cubs. The Red Sox can all pay for that talent. The Dead Sox need it. They stinky. Oh yeah, they they're trash. He would look good on the Rays. I love him with the Rays. He would look great on the Rays. Now he wouldn't. Would he be able to? He wouldn't be able to pitch in here. Oh yeah, he would. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Yeah. In the AL? You can do that. He's in the AL now. He's in the AL. Yeah. But he actually he is not like the the NL where like a pitcher has to hit. Correct. He's just like, hey, bro, I'm just a good hitter. I'm like, good. Let me, me hit. Yeah. Should he win MVP? Uh, in the AL, probably. I don't know what his. I mean, his numbers are great. I don't know who else is out there. You got to get to him, man. So He's doing wander. something nobody else is doing. Frank Franco. Man, they had to send Franco down for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Franco was out there tripping. Shohei's just another. Okay. Yeah, man, you got it. You got it. He's a different animal on the same beast. That's great. No, for real. Yeah. I felt like I had to mention him because Clint just keeps blowing up the group about him. Bro, you actually put on a baseball game just to watch him. You did? That's crazy. That's, that's how nice he's doing little league stuff in, in professional. That's Absolutely. crazy. So, yeah. Hey. Back at it. <laughs> there get, it is. Get us out on We'll be back at it. <laughs> One and only the Somebody Said Podcast. Brandon Miller. Stay off the weed. Stay off the weed. Be out.